Welcome to FoxCast Physical Therapy, a podcast for clinicians made by clinicians. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Find out more at foxrehab.org. On the program today, one of my colleagues at Fox Rehabilitation, Cassandra Hill. Cassandra, welcome back to the show. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a little while. Yeah, you uh, were you were on. I'm happy happy to be here. You were on an episode, uh, you know, two years ago, not long after you started with the practice. So it's it's good to have you back on the show and still treating with Fox Rehabilitation. And uh, you you recently wrote an article for us. We've got articles online about uh, the profession of physical therapy as well as occupational and speech language pathology uh, at Fox. FoxRehab.org, and you can find that under Fresh Fox Content. On top of being a physical therapist, now you're also a published author. Congratulations. Oh, well, well thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> the article was another foray into the, the writing world that I'm kind of already a, a member of. I also write poetry and things like that, too. So I've already published a couple books, really, but my first article on the website. All right, so yeah. what, did you, uh, what did you get into the article? The topic was how a culture of autonomy and professionalism can maximize PT's and OT's career potential. First, let's, let's, get, behind, let's get behind the author here. Why did you decide? To, to write something uh, about this particular topic? I think something that was always important to me in terms of just being able to pursue just the whole nature of the concept of autonomy. Like, I remember when I was in undergrad, my, my professor for my intro to PT course was uh, one of the advisors of the, the pre-physical therapy students, but she was also a faculty member in Howard's PT department. And she would always say physical therapy is an autonomous practice. We're autonomous practitioners. We're not ancillary practitioners. We're autonomous practitioners. And she would ride home about that every single lecture. And we would get called on randomly in class to say what the definition of physical therapy was. And if you didn't say that physical therapists were autonomous practitioners, you would get points docked from like wow. your overall grade in the class. Yeah, she was that like serious about it. Since then, it was always something that was like kind of echoing in my consciousness, like this whole idea of autonomy and really what that meant for me and my career and what that means for the profession as a whole. So it, it was definitely a topic that I enjoyed writing about and was always interested in to develop into what an autonomous practitioner is. You better insert that word in there. She's going to come back to haunt you. You better make sure you say autonomous exactly. practitioner. <laughs> exactly. You got to tell everybody her name. What was the professor's name? Her name was Dr. Simpson. Dr. Simpson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was the topic. A culture of autonomy and professional can really maximize a PT or OT's career potential. Let's start uh, with our first takeaway point today. Emerging Professionals Mentor Program. What's your experience with that? The value you got out about? The, talk about that. Yeah, the, the mentor program was very helpful in helping me, you know, just really start to develop the confidence in my individual clinical decision-making skills when it came to working with clients in the home for the first time at like by on my own and by myself. So, I mean, this is my first job out of PT school. I'm a new grad. I obviously don't feel like I know everything. And, you know, oftentimes I feel like students and, and new grads don't feel like they know anything at all. We're responsible for the livelihood of other people now. And it's like, wow, I'm given this much responsibility. Let me make sure I really don't mess this up. But if I have questions, who can I turn to 
in order to get some more insight or to just make sure I'm on the right path in terms of what I'm thinking from a clinical standpoint. PT school, you're, you're going to get all of the, the solid like didactic knowledge and all of that. You're going to get all that. You know how to assess, you know how to diagnose, you know how to manage disease processes. But when you get out and start working in the homes or you're working in assisted living facilities or senior living uh, communities and with partners out in the community, there are certain things that you have to navigate that might require some assistance. Having the mentor program right out of school was helpful that I could, you know, call somebody directly who had been with the practice or had, you know, a lot of clinical experience working with the geriatric population. I could call them and say, hey, I'm seeing this uh, client and did this in my assessment, but I'm kind of struggling with like which way to, right. to go about doing it. Do you think I'm on the, the right path with everything? To so just have a, a space to have that open discussion with another colleague is, is something that I found was super invaluable at the start of my career. So I had a great mentor experience. I'll shout out my mentor too. Her name's Minerva. She's the, uh, out in uh, Maryland. She was very, very good at helping me get acclimated to the professional space. So I'm, I'm very grateful for her. Cassandra, you bring up a really, really cool uh, dichotomy, really. You're talking about autonomy, which really means you're you're a practitioner. You make decisions on your own. It's, and as you mentioned, uh, other people's care is in your hands. And at the same time, you can still be autonomous, 100% autonomous, and have a mentor, someone guiding you, because that mentor is not telling you what to do. You're not under their direction, but you're definitely under their wing if you want it to be. So it's really cool how you can't, you're focusing on that autonomy with a mentor. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, even with the, the mentorship experience that you have, you can make it your own, essentially. Like if you feel like you're kind of one of the, the types of people who might need um, maybe more check-ins, more calls, or, you know, if you need, if you feel like you might need more of that, that's totally up to you. Like you have 100% control over like how or what type of capacity that mentor is going to kind of play. And the thing that's great about that is that they can give you insight into kind of like how you want to um, kind of manage and create your own schedule. But you're ultimately setting it on your own. Like they're they're not telling you what to do. They're not telling you when you need to see X, Y, and Z client. They're not telling you that, oh, a patient with, that has this diagnosis, this is the exact FOM that you have to do. This is the exact intervention you have to do. It's completely, it's nothing like that at all, which is um, very encouraging, especially for, for new grads who want to start to develop and start to make some of those decisions really on their own and kind of get their toes wet into to thinking, yeah, I can manage disease and cases by myself. I have the confidence to do it. I have somebody in my corner if I need to touch uh, base with them, but it's, um, it's, a really, it's a really good program. I like how you really drew that out is it lets you be in control, but if you need any help, it's there when and how you need it. Yeah. Changing topics a little bit, autonomous caseload management. You touched on that a little bit in terms of you working on your own schedule and planning that out, but talk more about that, what you wrote in that article about caseload management and how you were able to navigate that. Yes. Ultimately, when we start to create a full caseload, especially in the mental program, there's something what's called a, a ramp-up time where you don't have 100% of your caseload kind of in front of you up front where you're seeing, you know, nothing but evals, 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 and then kind of managing your caseload that way. It's gradually ramped up. It's something that's very steady and you can kind of really start to fill in your schedule as it comes together, much like a puzzle. I kind of think of scheduling very much like a puzzle. There's not, you're seeing this client at eight o'clock or you're seeing this client at nine o'clock. 
once you get the assignment email for, say, a new case, at that point in time, you can take a look and see, okay, well, maybe it would make sense to see this person in the middle of the day as opposed to early in the day because I can see, you know, these people back to back. But no one's creating your schedule for you. You're kind of making it fit what works best for you, which is is really nice. While we are clinicians, we also are full-time human beings. We have to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves and, you know, some people, you know, have families or they have other social obligations outside of work. And the thing is being able to create your own schedule exactly how you want, create the opportunity for you to have the the work-life integration that I feel like all clinicians deserve. I I don't really like work-life balance because I feel like like that phrase kind of lets me think that work-life balance are on like two ends of the the spectrum. Like they're like like they're polar opposites or something where I feel like they should very much be be integrated. When I wake up in the morning, I kind of feel like as if my work experience is part of my daily human experience. So it's like an integration of the two things that make me feel like I am fulfilled in the world and fulfilled in the day. I love that what you just said. I wrote it down. You're a full-time human being. That's that's a great way to look at it. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's get into the third topic that you wrote on it. Again, if someone wants to take a read of this article, it could be found at foxrehab.org under Fresh Fox Content. Continuing education and clinical leadership opportunities. You've been with the practice just two years, but you're already looking into, hey, how do I advance myself? How do I continue learning? Talk about that. Yeah, so I, I think one of the, the things that I was definitely looking for as I was um, seeking and you know employment as a, a physical therapist was something that could allow some upward or work trajectory something that I could look forward to whether it was different certifications or different clinical leadership opportunities and the culture of Fox kind of allows a very nice opportunity to advance your clinical skills in that way with the medbridge subscription that you are given upon hire and uh, you have access to basically like unlimited CEUs. It also includes certification prep for the GCS and different study and learning materials. So, I mean, that was something that was very important to me to have access to those types of resources as I wanted to advance my uh, my skills in my clinical career. But there's also other different opportunities within the practice where there's a, a professional academic and clinical excellence program, the PACE program, which I just participated in for the first time last year. It's basically putting together a portfolio of some of the professional and academic and clinical experiences that you're kind of already doing, but just making them, you know, a little more organized, putting them in a package. It's uh, an opportunity for you to be rewarded for some of that, which is, which is nice. This is a, a growth practice, high level practice that can provide so many opportunities for leadership, ex- expanding your skill set, expanding your knowledge, you know, opportunities to share your story, uh, whether that's in a podcast like this or writing articles. I mean, the, the opportunities are really endless. I love how you've experienced and kind of tasted all those different things too. You started off as a mentee and now you're pointing out that uh, uh, you're autonomous in your caseload management and you're autonomous in your in your life, really managing not that work-life balance, but managing your life and you're able to do that. And then looking toward the future, things like the PACE program in terms of professional development. You've got MedBridge to keep you up to date on CEUs that you can do on your time. With that is also included in terms of uh, prep courses for other certifications 
specifications, something like the GCS or things like that, as well as now yep. you being able to transform uh, yourself from a mentee into a mentor for new grads and new hires. Exactly. So I am a mentor for, for new hires already. My, actually, I'm getting my first student in September and yeah. I'm, I'm super excited about it uh, because I've, I've always appreciated the, the value of mentorship so much. And I feel like without the, the good mentors that I've had in my life, I don't know if I would necessarily be in the position that I am right now. So, I, you know, just being a mentor and being able to pay it forward to, to other folks that are, are coming up behind us is just the way that we can then just keep expanding, you know, the, the culture and the, the clinical excellence that we want to see in the practice, but in the profession as a whole. Available for read now is uh, Cassandra's uh, article on the culture of autonomy and professionalism. Take a read there. And again, that's at foxrehab.org under fresh Fox content. Cassandra, I, I got a feeling this isn't going to be the last time we have you on the show. So uh, I appreciate your time right now. But the last thing we do on every episode is your Fox mm-hmm. tale. Why did you Ooh. choose older adults to work with? What about those people, those individuals really captivated you and, and made you want to dedicate your career to them? Oh, wow. I was very much loved deeply by my own grandmother. And uh, she had a very, very big role in my upbringing. She would pick me up from school, take me to practices, she, uh, you know, sports practices. She was at every game that I played. She was taking stats. I mean, she just was the, I mean, she continues to be the, the light in my life. She's one of my favorite people on the planet. Don't tell my parents, but they know. <laughs> <laughs> um, being in her presence and, and spending a lot of time with her growing up, I think probably plays a really big role into why I love working with the geriatric uh, population so much because I know what impact she's had in my life. I look at other older adults that are in the world and the impact that they've had in their family's lives, knowing that their families love them and they're loved by so many different people and thinking that there is a certain part of the world, unfortunately, that has given up on them. They're old, so like, let, let them be, leave them alone, where I feel like Fox Rehab has completely like abolished this idea of ageism and like not giving up on the folks that took care of us. I know how hard they work in terms of wanting to, I'm getting a little emotional about it, but in terms of wanting to maximize their independence and um, maximize their quality of life um, and being able to do that with them so they can share more moments with their families and their loved ones is uh, pretty much why I do what I do. That's the that's the fox tale. Yeah, love to hear that. Uh, appreciate you sharing that that story and that and that emotion with us, and uh, and glad to have you as part of this practice. Thanks, thanks for having me on the on the show. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Foxcast PT. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Fox clinicians work hard, love their work, and get the respect they deserve. Sound good? Then you'll love the autonomy to work in your own style and the support you get to achieve excellence. Plus, freedom and flexibility to have a personal life. Whether it's your first day or you've been around for a while, your contribution is acknowledged and rewarded. That's what makes Fox a success. Happy, well-trained clinicians make great healthcare. Are you a fit for Fox? Find out now at foxrehab.org.